0: Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy.
1: And I am Taylor Rowe. Today is a relatively quick episode. We get a lot of questions, submissions from our listeners. And so today we wanted to just address some of them. Something we're going to try to do more often, but I think we got through three, four questions, three questions from our listeners. Talked about SEO. We talked about um, PR. PR. We talked about when in your business model and growth plan should you Start hiring professionals internally or externally when it comes to marketing. So some great questions that I think that most marketers, business owners uh, have had themselves, whether they thought it to themselves or they've asked us in the past. So hopefully you guys enjoy.
0: Taylor, so today's episode, uh, we got some questions from our listeners. Very simple questions. I think we can just fire through a couple of them and see how far we get. All right. Sure. So first question I got is from Ashley. It says, can you explain the difference between different parts of SEO and the importance of those different parts? Okay, so
1: I think there's a lot of different components of of SEO. You know, we've talked in other podcasts about basically creating a website that is a great experience for the user. That's really what Google's looking for. I think they could probably be broken down into like three main parts or three main components that's how we look at SEO, right? Like I said, there's a lot of different variables, but I would look at it and say there's technical aspects or technical parts of of SEO. So that would be the actual, like, let's say the code of your website, the structure of the website. Is it fast loading? Is it mobile responsive? Do we have, you know, robots.txt file? Do we have a sitemap that's submitted? These are all the kind of technical aspects, technical components that, you know, your SEO, your developer would be managing, right? That's just your baseline of SEO. It's not really going to do anything except make sure Google can crawl and read your website. Then there's the on-page factors, which is essentially the content on your website. So like the, the text, the images, videos, what that content is, what that content says, and the way that content is organized, right? So that's where you would see You know, your title tags, your meta descriptions, your heading structure, your internal linking structure, the depth or level of expertise that you're going into your actual content content writing, how much you're talking about, how that's all organized on your website and prioritized internally. This proves to Google that, you know, you're a subject matter expert and that uh, you have enough content around a particular topic that if you do show up at the top of the search results, that the user is going to be able to find the answer to what they're looking for. So, those are kind of the on page factors of the second aspect. And then the third component would be the overall authority or credibility of your website, which is really determined by your backlink profile. So, your off page factors, right? So, you have the technical, you have the on page, then you have the off page. So, off page factor is it could be very simple. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. The off page factor is what other websites are linking back to your, your website. So what was the second part of that question? Which piece is the most yeah. important or?
0: Yeah, the importance of each of those. Oh, uh,
1: I mean, they're all important. I think that they're all equally important in the sense that you're not going to get the results you're looking for by only focusing on one. You're also not going to be able to ignore one, right? So what I mean is you can have the fastest loading, best, cleanest code possible on the website. Uh,
0: with no content.
1: With, with no in-depth level of content. It's not going to do anything. Or you can have the most backlinks, the most authoritative links. You could have links from every top website that's out there. You could have links from Wikipedia and Forbes and all these you know top websites that have domain authority scores of 90 plus. But if you have thin content or your content is slow loading and it's not a great right. user experience, it's not mobile optimized, it's not going to be effective. It's not, you're not going to rank at the top, right? So I think you need to have a good balance. You need to really focus on all three. And it really depends on... Your competition, right? So it depends on for that particular search term or that topic or that industry, what everyone else is doing. So it's not the same across industries because some industries have more competition, which means you need more backlinks or some industries have abundance of content. So you have to be really precise with your content or really in depth and have a really great user experience. So they're all important, but they're all important differently to different people. Different industries. Cool.
0: All right, so next question. Yeah, so we got questions from Aaron. He says, when should I pay for digital marketing services versus doing organic digital marketing? At at what point do I start paying somebody? You know, there's a lot, like you said, you do yourself. You know, people can figure this stuff out. Yeah, I mean,
1: I wish I could say from day one, right? I think most people wish they could afford to hire a professional from day one. But I, I guess the question would really be whenever you can afford it or whenever it's costing you more to do do it, it, right? And that could be in a couple of different ways. One is, are you, is it costing more of your time? Because if you're, you know, you're an owner of a business or you're the VP of marketing or sales or whatever that is, and you're trying to, you're spending all of your time optimizing your website for SEO or managing Google AdWords or creating eBooks or whatever you're doing, that's taking time away from whatever you're, you could probably make more money doing, right? So whatever that cost benefit kind of, overlaps then definitely i would hire some professional help the other side is when i say it's costing you more is the learning curve that it may take again if you're ceo of a business if the mistakes you're making by marketing your company yourself are costing you more in the long run than it would be to hire somebody in the short term then i would look at hiring somebody as well i think it's just the same as anything else that you're doing you know When do you hire somebody to to fix your car? Or when do you hire somebody to, you know, when do you hire a lawyer, right? Right. Or like, where does your skill set end and your time become more valuable doing something else? And what is the incremental value that a professional could add to the equation? So it's different for everybody. But unless you're an expert in something like SEO or, you know, website development or managing Google ads or something like that, I would say that it's going to be beneficial to hire somebody that knows more than well you know that can maximize your ad spend or maximize your investment absolutely and i'm under the belief that if
0: this is not your forte don't do it yeah that's always been the case for me i don't try to do my own payroll because i don't know how to do it and i'm going to give it to somebody and save so much of my time right because the rules are changing every day why would i try to figure that out (laughs) yeah hey thanks for listening solomon here Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, right? Businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy. Sometimes, uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to 1ims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at 1ims, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day.
1: Yeah. And I think because the, you know, like you said, I mean, could you do your own accounting? Could you file your own taxes? Probably. But it's more black and white of either penalty by doing it wrong or the hard, cash that you're going to lose by not getting the right, you know, the return or whatever that is, people, they hire somebody to do that, a professional. Because especially when starting from scratch, this is when a lot of times people are trying to make that decision is do I hire a professional. There's no real hard impact of you developing a terrible website because you were getting zero traffic before. Now you're still getting zero traffic. Now the long-term impact of that and the missed opportunity, the opportunity cost of that, is very high, Again. but people don't realize that. And comparing to be, zero. Because it's, yeah, zero, zero. I'm still getting nothing. And I've been doing this for 10 years or whatever. And you don't look at the possible growth opportunity or potential. So that's probably the biggest difference because it's digital, because there's no, I mean, the federal government is not going to hit you with a fine because your website they doesn't rank write. for certain keywords, right? <laughs> but if you don't file your taxes or you don't do it on time, or you don't do it correctly, you are going to get in trouble. So that's, I think, where... And sometimes people think, well, I can just do it internally or I can hire you know, an intern or I can outsource it to my nephew who knows how to log into WordPress, whatever that is. I think taking the cheap route can be more costly in the long run. But if you're a small company, you're you know, sort of a solopreneur or something like that, you may have to learn and sharpen your your skill set and do it on your own for a little bit until, like I said, it becomes more advantageous for you to hire somebody else to do it and you just spend your time on your business.
0: Absolutely. If you go to a country you've never been before on vacation, would you go by yourself to <laughs> figure out where it is or hire a guide, right? Because you don't know where to go. <laughs> I'd go by myself. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> exciting. Yeah.
1: Depends, right? It depends where you're going, but
0: I'll be like, yeah, sure. I'm not going to learn that language for my <laughs> two weeks. Um, so here's the last one from Jordan because these are just questions. Sure. One more. Yeah. Let's do one more. So it says, when would my company need to use digital PR and how do we go about it? And does it work for practically every industry because there's so many different industries that are listening to this podcast. So I don't know what industry Jordan's from, but he said, does it work? Yeah. So I guess digital PR, we talk about it all the time. It's
1: generally, it's just the idea of getting your brand mentioned or written about or published on some kind of publication, right? So the idea is kind of twofold. One is helps with brand awareness. So I'm in, you know, the packaging industry. I feel like we use this example all the time, but we, we have a lot of packaging, packaging companies. Yeah. So you're in the packaging industry. People are reading, you know, packaging publications about marketing and design and trends and all these kind of things. If you can get mentioned there somehow, you can get your your company written about. You can get your team written about. You can just get even maybe an advertising opportunity. Whatever it is, I think that's going to be beneficial because you're getting in front of the right type of buyer, right? No one that is not in the packaging industry is going to be reading that article. So everyone right. is relevant, it's relevant traffic, and you can get some exposure, some brand awareness. Second aspect of that is if you can get a link from that article, that credible and relevant article back to your website, it's going to help you from an SEO perspective and from a traffic standpoint of people clicking and going to your website. So it is beneficial, I think, to almost every industry. If, if you are in an industry that, is a known industry that people are talking about and writing content about, there's gonna be industry publications out there that people read. And so if you can get in those, whether even if those are printed magazines, I think it's gonna be beneficial to your organization. So I guess the question was, when should you right. do that? Whenever you can afford to do it, I, I would say should start You know, 10 years ago if you could, because-
0: It was a lot easier then.
1: You, yeah, building a brand and, and getting published, it's, it takes a long time. And it is a little bit of a snowball effect because the more you get published, the more opportunities you have to get published, the more speaking engagements, more brand awareness, all that kind of stuff. So it takes a while to build up and then it kind of builds on itself. So I would say, yeah, as soon as you can afford to invest into that type of strategy for PR, you should. And then... It's beneficial. Yeah, in terms of if it's beneficial, I can't really think of an industry that it wouldn't be beneficial. It's definitely it's not detrimental.
0: For, yeah. I think that it's available for practically every industry. <laughs> there is an association, some journal, yeah. trade magazine, and you want to be a thought leader in it. And you might say, well, why do I want to talk to my same people? That's exactly why you want to make sure that you yep. are the thought leader and that you look like the expert. So when you are out there pitching, people see you, man, like this guy knows what he's talking about. Yep. Right. I mean, I think it's, I don't think it's... And like I said, I would do it just for the backlink. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I was a plumber, I don't care about, you know... Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I it still d- think there's value in building that brand. That would be, I guess,
1: my only caveat to that is if whatever your business model is, if you don't see your business scaling, like a local business, right? You have mm-hmm. a local bakery and you don't want a second location. You don't want to expand. You just want to. You don't want to sell online. You just, just have happy. a local bakery. I don't see... That you would need to go overboard in outside of your local area. I mean, I think you want to, you still want to get press. mentioned in the local press, newspaper, whatever that may be. I don't see how you getting written about in, you know, some sort of famous web publication about cooking or something, baking or something like that. I don't see that would be a, that beneficial to you if you're not looking to build a brand. But for most companies, most B two B brands that we're looking for, you're looking for growth, you're looking for expansion, looking for loyalty, brand awareness. That's a great way to do it.
0: Absolutely. Well. That's all the three that we're gonna to do today. All right. We love. Thanks for the questions. Listens. Yeah. We and where, questions. where
1: if people do have questions, where can they submit them?
0: You can put it right on our website, oneims.com/podcast. You can do it right on the anchors website where the podcast is hosted. You could even leave us a voice question as well. You don't even have to type it up. Again, long story short, we're here to literally answer a question that this is what we're passionate about. That's so what we do this podcast. Yep. So that we can educate, right? Help others who are looking for this type of content. So thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Growth Marketers Podcast. Loved this episode of the Growth Marketers Podcast? Share it with a friend and head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review.